0: Tonight, we have news from Star Trek Las Vegas, we discover a cookbook at the Galaxy's Edge, and Will Wheaton files a lawsuit on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's our host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. Um, It's been another heavy news episode, uh, this time with quite a bit from Star Trek Las Vegas. But uh, before we get to the news, I have a bit of good news this week. Recently, Apple updated their podcast categories, and one of the categories I put this show into is entertainment news. Well... This week, Multiverse Tonight showed up in those Apple Podcast charts for entertainment news and topped out at number five. We've slipped back a couple to number seven, but it's all good. Thanks, Apple. And yeah, I know charts don't matter, but it's still kind of neat. Plus, it gives me something to, you know, talk about. Anyway, let's get on with the Star Trek news. CBS and Viacom are moving one step closer to the merging. Several sources are reporting that a tentative deal has been reached to make Viacom CEO Bob Backish the new CEO of a combined entity with the current acting CBS CEO, Joe Iannello, going to run the CBS assets, except for Showtime and Simon Schuster in a senior role of an unknown title. So this deal still has a long way to go. Alright, now that we've had that little business update, let's get to the real news. At the Television Critics Association's summer press tour, Star Trek Discovery executive producer and co-showrunner Michelle Paradise confirmed the Discovery is in the 32nd century to stay. And they will have a new captain. Will be Saru? Michael? A 32nd century resident? A sentient hyper-evolved Tribble? You know, personally, I'm hoping for a Tribble. Why not? Uh, she also discussed how Discovery and Picard are both different and similar, saying, quote, I would say that it is in production, sort of size and scope. Picard is pro- probably more similar to Discovery, unquote. But she also said that the show will have some similarities to The Next Generation, saying, quote, in terms of the characters and the nature of the storytelling, Picard is probably more like The Next Generation. But of course, we're a number of years later now, so there are some shifts in the storytelling style, but I think it's a really nice hybrid of the two, unquote. According to film music reporter, Discovery composer Jeff Russo will continue to be, be the scorer for the CBS All Access Star Trek universe, as it has been revealed that he will be scoring Star Trek Picard. Russo has previously scored FX's Legion and Netflix's The Umbrella Academy. Also revealed was that the Section 31 series won't go into production until the production end of the uh, Season 3 of Discovery. During the CBS All Access executive session, they confirmed that Star Trek Picard will premiere in the first quarter of 2020... And Discovery's third season will be coming out later in 2020. So, in other words, Picard first, then Discovery. We also have some merchandise news. First off, the Star Trek Discovery Season 2 Blu-ray will be out on November 12th. The Blu-ray will include all 14 episodes, plus the short treks, Runaway and The Brightest Star. Plus two hours of special features, including featurettes, Audio commentaries on four episodes, cast interviews, the lead scenes, and a gag reel. Star Trek Picard also has some merchandise as well. The series will ha- be getting a prequel comic and novel. Starring in November, IDW gives us Star Trek Picard Countdown, a three-issue comic book miniseries from Mike Johnson and Christian Beyer, which will uh, give us the plot, that is the focus that will will focus on a mission that changes Picard's life. In other words, it remember the trailer when they talked about you know that mission that changed his life. Yeah, this is where we get that mission from. So if you want to know, you'll have to buy the book, buy the comic book, and then you'll know basically the backstory. I'm sure they'll give you a, a Cliff Notes version in the show. But this is kind of the expanded version. Anyway, after that, uh, Simon Schuster's Gallery Books imprint will release the novel The Last Best Hope, written by Una McCormick, which will lead directly into the series and introduce us to some of the characters. Also announced are a couple of books set in the Kelvin timeline. The Order of Peace is written by Alan Dean Foster and More Beautiful Than Death by David Mack. Your Order of Peace will be out in April of 2020, and More Beautiful Than Death will be out the following August. If you want some new Star Trek reading in the more immediate future, out right now is Star Trek Discovery, The Enterprise War by John Jackson Miller. On August 13th is Star Trek, The Antares Maelstrom by Greg Cox. October 1st we'll see a reissue of Gene Rondre's novelization of Star Trek, The Motion Picture. October 8th has David Mack's Next Generation novel, Collateral Damage, and in December, a new Star Trek Discovery novel, Dead Endless, by Dave Galantier. And if you need something to drink while you're watching Star Trek Picard, or get hammered enough for s- Discovery, Star Trek Wines has just what you need. The 2016 Chateau Picard Bordeaux is an 85% Cabernet Sauvignon and 15% Merlot Blend that is subtly smoky and spicy, with a bright, fresh, clean-tasting style. The wine spends 14 months in oak, 70% seasoned, and 30% new. The United Federation of Plants wine is a 2017 Old Vine Sinfadel from across the Dry Creek and Russian River Valleys in Sonoma County, California. It is a blend of 87% Sinfadel, 12% Petit, Petit Syrah, and 1% Syrah. It has aromatics of concentrated strawberry, blackberry, and plum preserves with a chewy layer mid-palate filled with hints of white peppercorn, sweet red and black fruit. And of course, you'll need something to put that in. Star Trek Shop at star trek sh- at shop.startrek.com has Chatea- has Chateau Picard wine glasses, tote bags, and, sh- and shirts. Jeez, maybe I should maybe I should be doing a wine pod- podcast. One of the surprises in the Picard trailer was, of course, the return of Jerry Ryan as Seven of Nine. We would later learn that Jonathan Delarco was returning as Hugh. Riker and Troy show up. Data shows up. Could anyone else make an appearance? How about the Doctor? During an appearance at the London Film and Comic-Con, Robert Picardo said to TrekkieGirls.com where he revealed that he's in early discussion to appear in the next season of the show. Quote, I am pleased that they, CBS, have expressed interest in me. They have reached out to my agent about next season, so I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. As you know, I play two characters, primarily the Doctor, but also Louis Zimmerman. Lewis Zimmerman, the engineer who created the Doctor's program, certainly would have aged. He's in the same timeline as Patrick Stewart and all the Star Trek the Next Generation folk. The Doctor, of course, like Data, doesn't age, but there are ways to address that, as we all know. I joked the other day that my daughter does visual effects. That's exactly what she does is digitally correct actors. So I said, if they hire the two of us, she could make me look 25 years younger. Anyway, it'll be, inter- it'll, it'll be interesting to see when something happens, if something but, uh, but I might have a chance to be on screen with Jerry again. It would be an honor and a delight, obviously, to have scenes with Patrick Stewart. So, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed, unquote. Well, if not, he's always welcome to make a return appearance on the Orville. Back at Star Trek Las Vegas, it has been revealed that Star Trek Online's Age of Discovery storyline will be coming to an end with the launch of the next story called Awakening. When Awakening releases this fall, players will warp into the year 2410, where they will embark on a mission to recover stolen mycelial technology, Jumjulula and the Klingons with the help of Lieutenant Commander Stamets, voiced by Anthony Rapp, in holographic form. Captains can also access Awakening to participate in a series of exciting patrols to repair time rifts, a brand new task force operation, and a special mycelial event which rewards players with the new T-6 Lachi ship for completing the mission. Here's the trailer. this nice little musical interlude for those of us listening to podcast um, what was seen there was a was the mycelia network and uh, his uh, hologram forming in it and he, and he looks you know m- over his shoulder so so uh, there you go Awakening launches for PC players on September 10th we also got some new info on Star Trek Lure Decks at the Star Trek Las Vegas panel for the show, series creator Mike McMahon described the work that the show, the USS Ceratos, is involved in, basically the menial work that keeps the Federation running. Mike told the audience, quote, The specialty of the Ceratos is second contact. Second contact, you're showing up to the planet, you're finding the good places to eat, you're like the Yelp of Starfleet, unquote. Mike compared the storytelling of this of Lower Decks to the subplots on The Next Generation, saying, quote, My favorite thing about Star Trek is the B-stories. Yeah, Picard is being tortured for information. Great. Love that story. But then ac- David accidentally locked himself in a bathroom. That's what I'm there for. Uh, a few more details were given, like the menial task of the show's ensigns, including things like, quote, scraping carbon off slightly harder carbon, cleaning the holodecks, By the way, it's been 45 years since the last Star Trek animated series, and this one looks like it was well worth the wait. Now let's uh, go to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Darn droids. So uh, you watched The Last Jedi, and you remember one of the most iconic moments was Vice Admiral we've had no time to develop any feelings toward, just saying, using that last uh, bit capital ship to punch a hole in the First Order's huge ship. So how did she get this idea? We find out in the Star Wars Age of Resistance special. The comic has three stories, one with Maz Kanata, one with BB-8, and one with a young Admiral Holdo. The comic is available now. So here's some news to interest you into subscribing to, Di- to Disney Plus. CNET reports that Disney Plus will have Star Wars Episode One to Seven at launch, as well as Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and Solo Star Wars story have previous commitments to Netflix and probably won't show up on Disney Plus until uh, a year or so later. The new movie Rise of Skywalker will be the first of the franchise to show up on Disney Plus exclusively. We will get a first look at Disney Plus at Disney's D23 Expo on Friday, August 23rd. We also have a progress report on The Mandalorian from Jon Favreau. He recently let it be known on Instagram that the show was in the process of being scored, with an artist rendering of IG-11, a bounty hunter similar to IG-88, with the caption, Scoring Season 1 of Hashtag The Mandalorian. Speaking of Jon Favreau and The Mandalorian... John spoke with GQ Middle East about the upcoming series and revealed what he learned in a talk with George Lucas and how he applied what he learned to the show. Quote, we had a long talk with each other. One thing he said to me was, Remember John, the real audience for all stories and all myths is the kids that are coming of age. Because he's really a Joseph Campbell adherent. Joseph Campbell, by the way, was a scholar who studied liter- literature and mythology, and first coined the phrase to, and the phrase and the corresponding motifs of the hero's journey. Favreau continued on, saying, quote, "We enjoy the stories as adults, but really, storytelling is about imparting the wisdom of the previous generation onto the children who are becoming adults and giving them a context for how to behave." and how to learn the lessons of the past without making the mistakes on their own. That's the hope, that you can teach them how to avoid all the hardship, but garner all the wisdom. The Mandalorian launches with Disney Plus on November 12th. Now we're cooking. Disney and Inside Editions are publishing a cookbook called Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, the official Black Spire Outpost cookbook. The book is written by Mark Simarak, who uh, wrote Hidden Universe Travel Guides, The Complete Marvel Cosmos, and Chelsea Monroe Castle, who had previously worked on a number of fantasy-themed cookbooks. The official Black Spire Outpost cookbook will allow fans to recreate the food available at the Disney attraction taken from the viewpoint of Strono Cookie Thugs, Maz one-time head chef. After working for Moz, he traveled the galaxy, picking up food tips, and then writing them down in the cookbook. The 176-page book will be released on November 5th. Now, let's go to the geek news. Will Wheaton has lawyered up. Yes, uh, Will and his loan-out company, Media Dynamics, filed a lawsuit against legendary geek and sundry, for an alleged breach of contract, claiming that he's been shorted profits from a web series. Here's his case. Will claims Legendary back in twenty fifteen hired him to create, write, exec produce, and host a web series called Titan's Grave The Ashes of Volcana, for which he was which he for which he'd be paid fifty thousand dollars and get a fifty percent percent net profit from the series. Legendary had the exclusive rights for distribution and promotion, but were supposed to consult with Will before doing so. The actor now claims that Legendary didn't talk to him before negotiating agreements with Sinclair Broadcasting, Hulu, and Pluto TV. Will presumes that Legendary has been collecting large fees from those deals, and so he is therefore owed a share of those monies, but Legendary won't let him look at the books. Therefore, Wheaton is seeking at least $100,000 in damages and asking the court to order a full audit of the books. We will continue to follow this case as it goes forward. Guillermo del Toro has been honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The man behind movies like Hellboy, Pacific Rim, Pan's Labyrinth, The Shape of Water, and Crimson Peak re- received the 2,669th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as ceremony presided over by the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, President and CEO Rana Gab- Gabdin, director J.G. Abrams, and singer-songwriter Lana Del Rey. Guillermo's next movie, is w- is which for which he wrote the screenplay and produced, is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which is now out in theaters. If you want to get your Doctor Who on, but be prepared to subscribe to an all-new service. In a major deal with BBC Studios, HBO Max will be the exclusive streaming home for the series. The new service will have all 11 seasons of the show at launch in spring of 2020 and will be the exclusive streaming home on demand for future seasons after they've aired on BBC America. Additionally, HBO Max has licensed 700 episodes of the landmark BBC series like The Office, Top Gear, Luther, and The Honorable Woman. The new CBS supernatural thriller, Evil, will apparently try to avoid the exorcism of the weak trope according to creators and executive producers Robert and Michelle King. Speaking at the TCA session for the new show, Evil is about a skeptical female clinical psychologist played by Kata Her- Herberts, who joins a priest in training, played by Mike Coulter, as they investigate supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and other extraordinary occurrences. Robert King said, quote, We are trying to avoid exorcism of the week. The second episode is about miracles. It's about those question marks in life that you don't quite know how they happen. A school where all the girls start laughing and it seems to be almost viral. The other thing is you're looking at life. And you're seeing evils, often not with a capital E, but with a small e, the boss who throws things as employees. Where does that fit in? What our people are about is just figuring out what is genetically based villainy. If you want to use that word instead of evil, and what is something that e- that's even bigger, something more supernatural, but also looking for hope." Unquote. The show will not be as gory Uh, Michelle King spoke about concerns about the show being gory as the season went on, saying, I don't anticipate it becoming more gory than what you see in the pilot. That's probably tonally what we're looking at. The show begins airing on CBS on September 26th. Stephen King is writing a continuation of The Stand for the CBS All Access miniseries adaptation. The new adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand will have a new ending written by the master of horror himself. It was announced at the TCA session for CBS All Access. Mr. King will be writing the last episodes of the nine-episode series, providing, quote, a new coda that won't be found in the books. Unquote. For And he continued on, for fans of the book who have wondered what became... Of the survivors of The Stand, this episode will contain a story that takes us beyond the book to answer those questions, a continuation to The Stand we can't wait to share with the world." Unquote. CBS All Access EVP Julie McNamara told the attendees. The miniseries will star James Marsden, Amber Heard, Odessa Young, and Henry Zaga. No release date has been announced. Also announced at the TCAs by CBS All Access is a new series adapting The Man Who Fell to Earth, the novel by Walter Tevis that was turned into the David Bowie movie. The series will be written and co-produced by Alex Kurtzman and Janine Limit. The Man Who Fell to Earth will follow an alien who arrives on Earth at a turning point in human evolution and must confront his own past to determine our future. The series will be co-produced by CBS Television Studios and Tandem Productions, a Studio Canal company, in association with Secret Hideout and Timberman Beverly. Studio Canal owns the rights for both Walter Tevis' book as well as the iconic Nicholas Rogue film with David Bowie. Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Limit told the audience, Walter Tevis' visionary novel gave us a tech god Willy Wonka from another planet, brought to life by David Bowie's legendary performance. That foretold Steve Jobs and Elon Musk impacts on our world. Unquote. The series, uh, they went on to say, the series will imagine the next step in our evolution, seen through the eyes of an alien, who must learn that it means what it means to become human, even as he fights for the survival of his species. Unquote. No word on when this is expected to air. The Dune movie has shifted. By a a month from November 20th to December 18th, 2020. No word on what movie will air on that date instead. In its new slot, it will face off against Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, Paramount's Coming to America 2, and Sony's Uncharted starring Tom Holland. And, sadly, we end tonight remembering actress Barbara March, who passed away on August 11th at the age of 65. Barbara will be best known for her portrayal of Lursa, the Klingon sister of Duras, from the Star Trek The Next Generation episodes Firstborn and Redemption, the Deep Space Nine episode Past Prologue, and Star Trek Generations. She was a classically trained actor, starring in her home country of Canada. She also was a playwright and novelist as well. She is survived by her husband Alan Scarf, her daughter Antonia, and her son John. She died after a battle with cancer well and uh, that brings us to the end of another edition of sci-fi edition of multiverse tonight now be sure to check us out on our social media we're at twitter at multiverse tom we're also on facebook and instagram as multiverse tonight as well and if you'd like to contribute some money please visit mtpodcast.com to go to our coffee or patreon links as well and be sure to visit multiversetonight.com to check out our affiliate marketplace links the link to our tea public store show notes columns and so much more and if you're a subscriber be sure to share us with your friends and if you're brand new to the show please be sure to subscribe and leave us with some f- and uh, leave us with some feedback and let' us know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for our outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two days with the comic book edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of half Big Genre Productions. Copyright 2019. All rights. Reserve.